Good day. Welcome. Hook day. Wednesday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Glad to have you on board. Oh, we got a lot to get to today. Oh, the bar has been changed. It's not been set. It's been changed. And now we have to look in the mirror and got to question everything we believed in. Everything we thought was supposed to be true, no longer supposed to be true. Get into that coming up here momentarily. In the meantime, uh, if you want to get a hold of the program, great ways to do so. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You can find us uh, via the via the phone lines. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Ben Z. Kenny. You can uh, get uh, the uh, Instagram and Facebook feed if you'd like to do so. Facebook, you can watch live. Uh, but on Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show, the same thing on Facebook, facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can subscribe for free on YouTube, and many people do, and watch the program each and every day. Go to youtube.com. That is youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. You can find the email address, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Oh, I, I forgot to mention Twitch TV. You can download the app and watch us on Twitch as well. We don't have a huge following on Twitch, but we got a pretty good group of people. Uh, the website simply thebillmichaels.com. Uh, you can download the app. Listen to us, WOZN, The Zone Madison, The Zone Madison app. Uh, you can listen to us as well. After the fact, on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and so many different ways. So many different ways. So there you go. Um, ben, have we set the bar too low regarding our thoughts of the Green Bay Packers? What do you mean by we? I, I think I'm the idiot that thinks they're going to be good. You, uh, you said, what, 11 wins, right? 11 and 6, baby. 11 and 6. There are more people now trending in your direction than are trending in the lower end direction of what I said between 7 and 8 wins. We are basing our uh, – I'm basing my 7 and 8 win theory on the fact of what I saw out of Jordan Love in college – what I saw with Aaron Rodgers coming through the Brett Favre portal, if you will, and uh, kind of where the flux of the team was at the time. So I'm kind of looking at that. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, man, Dan Orlovsky today, I, I got up this morning um, and I was kind of putzing around the house. I had a couple of meetings early, so I had to get out of the house. But I sat down, they said, the best quarterbacks with the most pressure in the NFC are. And I thought, oh, I'll take a look at this because I'm figuring Jalen Hurts getting back to another Super Bowl and Dak Prescott, obviously, you know, Kirk Cousins trying to, to win the North again, you know, Jared Goff with pressure now to take the Detroit Lions in the next step. No. No. I, uh, <laughs> I was kind of shocked. They went through the list. And it gets to the number one player in the NFC with the most pressure on him. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, who's this going to be? And I'm thinking, again, Jalen Hurts getting back to another Super Bowl and, you know, going through that whole what? Wait, what? Jordan Love? And then he makes the argument, and I went, you're right. You're right. I can't argue with that. Jordan Love, the most pressure in the NFC to get back to the postseason and playing quarterback this year. Couldn't believe it, but he's right. Made all the great arguments. 
made all the great arguments. And uh, like I said, I can't can't argue with the the philosophy. Can't argue with uh, you know with the discussion. I thought it was point on. So this was Dan Orlovsky explaining why Jordan Love coming into the 2023 NFL season has absolutely positively out of the NFC the most pressure on him to be successful. Take a listen. Questionably, Jordan Love, you were a first-round draft pick and you haven't played. You were a first-round draft pick and you got a contract extension without ever playing. They ran a Hall of Fame quarterback out of town for you. You got to go prove that you are the right guy. You got two really good young receivers, a rookie draft pick in Jaden Reed, two young rookie tight ends, a very healthy roster, and again, a conference and division that is not loaded. The expectation shouldn't be that Jordan Love's okay. The expectation should be that Jordan Love doesn't skip a beat to what the Packers have been. This is a team that still has been to the NFC title game two of the last three years. He should play tremendous football. Can't argue with a, uh, with uh, a word of that. Now, when you talk about young, talented, uh, speaking of the weaponry that he has, you don't know what they have yet in the NFL. I agree they are, quote, young, talented receivers, young, talented tight ends. I understand that. You got a veteran offensive line. You got a veteran backfield. You got uh, what seems to be a very solid defense. That should be. <clears throat> Joe Barry, that should be. He's right. You basically, they moved on from Aaron Rodgers. They got rid of the drama. They paid you. Now, granted, it's a team-friendly contract in the sense of we've got the ability to get out of this. It's not when he says contract extension. It's it's a year. It's a couple of years, basically. But you get more money. But they didn't break the bank because they're still hedging their bets just in case. So it's not a total we're all in. But... He's on, on a lot of accounts. He's right. He's dead on, dead on. So, my thought in all of this is: Should Jordan Love be in the postseason this year? And should we now adjust after listening to that? Because I said no. I, I said, no, you know, hey, you get seven, eight wins. It's not a bad season. It's a good start, um, you know. But now, because a lot of Packers fans that hit us up over on the live stream, email me, call in, well, I get seven, eight wins. That's a good start. Get your feet wet. Way to go. But but listening to that, I'm like, wait a minute. Should we? Should our expectations be of Ben Kenny-esque? Should this team be in the postseason? You know, should we be? Because I'll say this, Dan Orlovsky, people give him crap because he was the guy that ran out of bounds in Detroit and all that stuff. But if you analyze the things that he said, he's, sometimes the guys that aren't great players are very smart when it comes to football. He's really good when it comes to football. He really is. And if you've paid attention to him and you listen to him and you listen to the the the, the the logic and the breakdown and all the things that that go into what he states, he's very smart, unbelievably smart. And I, I you know, I mean, even Rogers has said how smart Dan Orlovsky is. So, should this team be a five hundred team, or should this team 
should the expectation of Packers fans be, hey, look, with a quarterback, with a bad attitude and a busted-up thumb, came within a couple of quarters of getting into the postseason. We should expect more with a younger quarterback, more weapons, more defensive help, guys coming back, which, by the way, did you see Stokes? Stokes was back in the practice field yesterday. Holy crap. And going through OTAs like it was nothing. Oh, my goodness. What a, what a boost that would be if he comes back. So with all of that being said, should our expectations be higher and not lower and or the bar set to just mediocre at this point? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Stokes, for the record, just started running. He's not yes. all the way there, but yes, the uh, no, but the but you figure by the time training positive. camp, but by the time training camp comes around, you'll get a gauge because there was a lot of us that thought he may not even join this team until like the end of October, November, right? You know what I mean? Because of the plates and the screws and everything else that had to go into you know repairing that ankle, and now if he's actually running and doing drills and he's on the field, and he does it without regression, then he's got another what? month and a half till training camp two months till training camp technically and then you get through through training camp and that's two more months to get strong and and what have you and even if he doesn't start the season ready to go September 10th but it's looking more like it's beginning of October than end of October to get him back so man that would be a huge boost secondarily 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. I just, I I, I was walking around this morning going, I got to think about this now. I love things that make me think. And this made me think this morning. He made an argument, Ben, that was very similar to yours, just in a different, more emphatic, here's the bullet points kind of way. And I kind of went, okay, I get it. You know, a lot of ifs and buts and candy and nuts and all that kind of stuff. And maybe we would end up with a Merry Christmas if you're a Packers fan. But I, I still go back to two things. One, is Jordan Love real with the offense in conjunction with Matt LaFleur? And it does Joe does that sucking sound you hear that is that the sound of Joe Barry pulling his head out of his ass and becoming a more aggressive defensive coordinator? Because if that's it, then this team should be better. This team should be a contender for the division. This team should be a contender to get into the postseason. But if all you hear is, then that's Joe Barry sticking it up there even further, going, you know what? I've got my philosophy. We're going to do it my way. And then the rest of us go, oh, my God, you got to blow him out. you got to get him out of town. you got, you know, whatever. And then we're going to watch the season go by the wayside, and then Joe Barry will be fired, and then it'll be starting over, and yada, yada, yada. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Would love to get your opinion. Would love to get your opinion. Oh, Don't make that today. noise again, please. Which one? The the very loud and, and elongated sucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a live sound effect from Joe Barry's house. Just... Just thought I'd throw it out there. Just so you know. (laughs) 
877-867-1670. Hit us up. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. I want to get your thoughts. Should our expectations be, I'm not going to say win the division, but should our expectations be postseason? Should they be postseason? Should they be postseason? There are people that, by the way, that are agreeing with you, Ben, that the sucking sound was a little bit much. Uh, although a buddy of mine, uh, Chris, who's driving around out there, said it gives him different thoughts. So I, I don't know what the hell that means. I don't care. Uh, yeah, Brett says, aren't you being a little demanding today for a guy that's leaving? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what did Jack Nichol- pro- What did Jack Wait, Nicholson say in The Departed? Uh, we're all on our way out. Act accordingly. Yes, he did. There you have it. I can understand it, but Jack Nicholson also was wearing giant baggy corduroys on the side of the uh, the the court at the Lakers game. So I'm not going to give that a lot of credence at this point. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. We got a lot to get to. Our friends over at Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill, Pewaukee Lake, great place. Uh, like I said over the weekend, man, the place was packed, packed. Cars, boats, people, the deck was packed, inside was packed, great place, and everybody knows about it. If you live in the Pewaukee Lakefront uh, area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Lakeview Boulevard out in Pewaukee, and if you're looking for a place to go, maybe win some Admirals tickets, Brewers tickets, Bucks tickets, Packers tickets, Badgers tickets, you name it, they're always doing something exciting out there. Check out our friends at Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview Boulevard in Pewaukee. This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Feels good. I think there's a lot of energy out there. I, you know, I'm excited to be out there, um, being the guy. I'm excited to be around these guys and just um, get a chance to get more reps um, and just start building that chemistry with everybody. Welcome back. Sound from OTAs. The guys back on the field getting together. Little work in our buddy Scott Ellis uh, from Team Ellis Homeside Financial. Uh, they uh, just uh, redid some stuff for me via my uh, my mortgage, home equity, as a matter of fact, uh, and uh, did a lot of great stuff with me. Uh, call him four one four seven nine one seven 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 one, and uh, he was telling me uh, a little bit more about the the, the two to one buy down where they can get you a better interest rate than what's out on Prime right now. And uh, they can do it over a period of time. And then once things begin to, you know, kind of settle, then you can do it again. Then you can refinance again and get a lower interest rate. So he said, look, it's just a way for you to save money in the here and the now. And if you're a homeowner or wanting to be a buyer and maybe you want to get pre-qualified before you even go out on the market and start looking for homes, call them 414-791-7771 right here in uh, the uh, Wisconsin market, 414-791-7771, 414-791-7771. That's my buddy Scott Ellis from Homeside Financial. Again, 414-791-7771. Good stuff. Good stuff. So the the question then is, should our expectations be higher for this Green Bay Packers team? After the discussion uh, via Dan Orlovsky and the group, on uh, on get up this morning saying well, wait a minute the quarterback with the most pressure in the nfc is and before jalen hurts and dak prescott and you start going through that list you're thinking wait a minute what should it then be jordan love because of all the reasons he gave eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy uh let's get to our buddy Derek in albany Derek, welcome to the program Derek, i apologize for not getting to you yesterday man i appreciate it 
Yeah, well, hey, I'm, I'm still listening, Bill, and I, I will continue to do so. I want to compliment uh, Ben because, you know, you're losing a good one there, man. I've been paying attention to radio for a long time. Hey, I've been contributing to and been involved in, in peripheral ways to radio and media, and he's really good. He's, he's older than his age. I told him off air he's, he's uh, an old soul, meaning he's wise beyond his years. He's holding his own mm-hmm. with you, Bill, and you've got a hell of a lot of experience. And you're losing a good one, and uh, Ben, I, I wish you well. You're going to do just fine, and um, he's going uh, to be hard to replace, but uh, I know you'll do well, Bill. Hey, as far He'll as do well. Thank you, Derek. I appreciate it. As, as, as far as the enthusiasm for the Packers, as somebody who's been following the team for a long time, we all, all of us, all your listeners and both of you guys, we all got the little boy in us. That's what makes us want love sport. We love that, okay? You got, you got to root. And I know there's people out there that will say, oh, come on, you're, you're starry-eyed, you're pie-eyed or whatever. Hey, I, I had enthusiasm when Scott Hunter came on the scene. You know, way, way the hell back, you know. And, mm-hmm. and Lynn Dickey did something good. And Mikowski, I remember the excitement. Do you remember the excitement I over really Mikowski? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> this, kid, this kid has the tools. I like his attitude. I'm excited about the team. If you're a fan, you've got to be excited. And for those people who tell me, oh, get real, be real, BS to you. You know, you screw you guys. You know, this is our team. You know, we're going to be enthusiastic. And I say we win at least 10 games. I, uh, I would, first of all, I would love to see 10 games. 10 games most likely would put this team in the postseason. And then obviously our, our, our thoughts should be a little bit higher when it comes to uh, whether or not they're going to be good or not. But I, I, I'm only basing this on, Derek, I'm only basing this on what I saw of him coming out of college, what I saw in that game against Kansas City, what I saw in that second half against Detroit. Those areas where he knew he was going to play, where there were defenses that were going to be designed to cover him and work against him, and it didn't work out, and it looked very, very, very bad. And that's yeah, all I'm basing my opinion off of. Bill, you got to remember, his last year of college, he had an entirely, almost entirely new staff. He lost like three offensive linemen. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that was a different situation. And as far as the Kansas City game, you know, the, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs is a, a seasoned guy. He's going to throw the kitchen sink at him, and he did. And the Eagles game, I think he did well enough. But I just, I just have a feeling intuitively, and, and as a fan, your, your hopes have to be high. I completely hope hope you're you're one hundred percent correct. I appreciate it, Derek, as always. I one hundred percent hope you're correct. I am not let me say this. Unequivocally, I am not rooting for the demise of Jordan Love or the demise of the Green Bay Packers. Because for personally as a fan, I hope they do well. Personally, uh when it comes to the profession, it, it bodes well for us in our business if the Packers do well. The Packers, no matter what people may think and no matter what affiliation you have to, say, the Brewers and the Badgers and the Bucks and Marquette and every other college in the state and whatever other sport is out there, including the Emeralds, the, the Packers reign supreme. They just do. I've always said, you could going back to the days when Rodgers was here, you could have the Brewers in Game 7 of the World Series and the Bucks in Game 7 of the, uh, the Finals and a public hemorrhoid surgery at Lambeau Field with Aaron Rodgers' ass hanging out, and that would win the ratings because that's what people, number one on the list, care about. And then after that, everything falls into place. 
And I know other franchises would like to believe different, but that's the way it is. The numbers tell you that, the, the, whether it's on my stream or going back to the days I worked on the network. Hell, you could blow up half the radio stations in the state of Wisconsin back when they were on their way to a, a Super Bowl back in 2010. During that entire season, you could blow up everything, and nobody would have known until Monday. That's how popular the Green Bay Packers are. So I hope that you're correct. I'm not rooting for the demise, as some may think. Like I have some axe to grind or angst against Jordan Love. No. All I didn't like about that was, one, the trade up to get him. It started the ball rolling for all the angst. And there was other weapons that could have been utilized at that point in time to help the team in the here and the now win. Something that general manager, whether it was Ted Thompson or Mike Sherman or Brian Gutekinst or whomever it was, wouldn't do on the continuum because they just believed in the philosophy of always look to the future. And that's fine, but when you have the here and the now and you have the ability to wrap your arms around it and say, damn it, we're going for it, and you don't do it, then you, in that particular sense and in that particular moment and in that particular year, are an epic failure, no matter if you go to an NFC championship game or you don't make the postseason because you didn't do enough to give your team all the weaponry to put them over the top to be successful. And that, to me, was one of the biggest failures in this whole thing. Now, it's up to Jordan Love to go out and say, okay, the pick at at that time was not a good pick, but for the longevity, which is what the Packers believed in, that was the philosophy, is now to say not only was it not a great pick at that time, but philosophically speaking, we're going to take it to another level. We're going to win more championships. We're We're going to sustain success for another 15 years. In this franchise, because if it doesn't happen, the pick was a bad timing pick and the pick was a bad overall pick. And that is the legacy of then Brian Gutekinds in all of this. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Let's go to uh, Frank listening to us in North Carolina. Frank, how you doing? Pretty good. Thanks, Bill. You nailed it, man. I feel the same way on that pick. I totally disagreed with it, but it's not going to make me a uh, Jordan Love hater or root for him to fail as well. I mean, he's a QB now, so you gotta you got to throw the support there. But I think the expectations, you know, it's a 500 team. If they could get to 10 wins, I think it's, you know, riding a hot defense that really comes together. And I'm pretty curious. I, you know, my expectations are a little more realistic, I think, for my – maybe it's just my fandom – um, but I'm not a doomsayer, you know, where the Packers are going, oh, and, you know, winless. I've heard that quite a bit, and just they're going to be back into the ice. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. They're, they're going to win some games. I just happen. don't know how many. Right. Yeah, the, uh, but I do want to see, okay, let's, what does Jordan Love do playing within a Matt LaFleur system? Because we really haven't seen it with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was doing his own thing, you know. So to see the the other angle of this offense being played the way it's, supposed to be played or maybe a little more consistently being played I'm more interested in that and if that's as good as advertised Jordan Love and everything else is going to you know they're going to have some bumps some hiccups some ups and downs but it will take care of itself so we'll see you know for how the season rolls out the first quarter and how they look at the you know last quarter and make some decisions on a successful season or not. But if they can stay in it and stay competitive, I mean, the to me, the North is still wide open. There's no reason they can't get in the mix. So let me ask you this. What happens if the offense is different than what we've witnessed over the last two years and unbelievably successful? where it's dink and dunk down the field, more true West Coast style of offense. Do we then look at Aaron Rodgers and say, you were a huge failure? Yeah, I think that would be a very likely scenario because 
you could, you know, everybody's thoughts would go back to those championship games when we turned Tom Brady over three times. We still can't score points. Like, what happened? You know, you would instantly go back to those moments and go, well, that was Aaron Rodgers just honing in on Devontae Adams, or that was Aaron Rodgers playing home run ball, and it would probably make a lot of people really upset. But it would, you know, if it's a style of play that you don't like visually, but it's getting the job done, well, then, yeah, everybody's going to be even more supportive of Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love going, this is what we should have been doing. Come on, right? Right, and that's just it. I appreciate the phone call. We're here at the bottom of the hour. I look at this in anticipation of what is this offense going to look like I know you have to gear it to different levels of observation out of the quarterback position. Rodgers is going to have a way of doing things. Love will have a way of doing things. But if this offense just operates like this, like this well-oiled machine, and it's successful, and within the confines of the offense, Jordan Love is successful. I think you don't have any other alternative but to look at it and go, Aaron Rodgers, your own obstinance got in the way of success. And they're going to talk about weapons and who they did and didn't draft and and all that kind of stuff. And that'll be the narrative. But the bottom line is, when you had all the weapons, when you still had Devontae and you had guys up and coming and your guys in Lazard and your guy in Cobby, and your guy in Tanya and your guy in Big Dog. You know? It it it'll be it'll be different. I think we'll look at that the last, say, three, four years very, very differently. Now, if you know, love comes out and, you know, fails miserably, then we can look at it and say, boy, uh, they won games probably in spite of. You know what I mean? But it's it it there's a lot of there's a lot of that that's gonna go on this year. Throughout the season. You know? 877-867-1670. Will says, enough with the adulation of a quarterback that won one Super Bowl 11 years ago. Dude failed in the playoffs. Didn't follow the game plans. Tanked on his team. Well, you don't know that. He didn't tank. I mean, granted, he may have been obstinate, but we don't know. You don't know until you don't know until what you see this season. So... 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Got to say thanks to our guys over there at Steel Tank Brewing and a uh, big supporter. Uh, not only are they a veteran-owned company, veteran-owned uh, restaurant slash pub, but they are also a big supporter of the, uh, the motorcycle ride for Fisher House, Wisconsin, coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. We're looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Thanks to uh, Dave and the gang and Mike, everybody over at Steel Tank. And, uh, my God, they have got some unbelievably tremendous food. Now, it's always looked good, but now I went in and I ate there, and it is good. Holy mackerel. Robrook Lane in Oconomowoc, right there behind the Exonia Bank off of 67. Can't miss it. And uh, great people, great place. The music venue has been completely gutted. They're starting to put it all back together now. Can't wait for the fall when this thing finally opens up. Cannot wait for our friends at Steel Tank. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah, no, I do. I think it's a new energy. Um, a lot of the young guys have kind of been in backup roles before kind of you know thrust it in the front now so uh and there's just a lot more reps people are having more opportunities to get those reps uh, but yeah i feel like it's great energy out there right now 
Welcome back to the program, The Bill Michaels Show. Continuing on, glad to have you. 877-867-1670, A reminder that, as you can see over on the uh, the screen, on the live uh, stream right now, is that uh, we are open for business when it comes to pre-registration for the 16th annual Poker Run benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. It's coming up Sunday, September 3rd. And if you get pre-registered, there are some terrific prizes, terrific prizes to uh, to take a look at. And uh, one of them is going to be a weekend with uh, yours truly and Mike Clemens in Chicago when we head down for the Jordan Love era when it begins against the Bears. We're going to get you two tickets to the game, an overnight stay at the Chicago uh, Sheridan Riverwalk, which this is fantastic. Is yeah, you're, you're going to hear all of that. And then uh, you're going to hear the 80-year-old man side of things, too. So... This one's called 90th Birthday. There you go. 90th Birthday. Thank you very much. So we got that coming up. Uh, also, there's going to be a really high-end, uh, nice whiskey basket with cigars and cutters and lighters and all kinds of stuff. And uh, then you've also got a, uh, a weekend stay at our friends uh, at uh, the Four Seasons Island Resort with a champagne basket. So if you want to do it as a couple or just take a bunch of friends up, whatever you want to do, uh, we got a weekend stay up there as well. So... All the prizes valued well over six, seven hundred bucks. So, uh, and the only way to get registered for them is to do the pre-registration for the motorcycle ride, and then obviously the ride. Uh, you know, you get the poker hand at the end, and then there's going to be some cool prizes given away at the end of the ride as well. But if you want to scan that, uh, that's on your screen right now. Scan it; it'll take you right to the pre-registration, and uh, then you are automatically entered. And that way, come day of, you just pull right up. You just say, "Here's my name." They give you your packet, they give you the map and your wristband, and off we go as we ride for uh, the veterans, military members, and their families. So good, good stuff uh, from everybody that's made a donation. Um, 877-867-1670, um, The uh, Real quick, the expectation for the Green Bay Packers, I think for most, was get eight wins, Close to maybe nine, seven, somewhere in there. Something similar to what Rodgers did when he started out. Give us numbers similar to Rodgers when he started out, and everybody's going to be happy. Uh, today, and I want you to take a listen to this again, Dan Orlovsky over on Get Up, when they were talking about the quarterbacks in the NFC with the most pressure on them, it never dawned on me in this particular facet to say, Jordan Love is that guy. Here's the reasons why. Take a listen. I go prove it. And number one, unquestionably, Jordan Love. You were a first-round draft pick and you haven't played. You were a first-round draft pick and you got a contract extension without ever playing. They ran a Hall of Fame quarterback out of town for you. You got to go prove that you are the right guy. You got two really good young receivers, a rookie draft pick in Jaden Reed, two young rookie tight ends, a very healthy roster, and again, a conference and division that is not loaded. The expectation shouldn't be that Jordan Love's okay. The expectation should be that Jordan Love doesn't skip a beat to what the Packers have been. This is a team that still has been to the NFC title game two of the last three years. He should play tremendous football. So, Ben... Overall, you disagree with that. Well, uh, editors note they have not been to the NFC title game in two of the last three years. Uh, it's been what? Two of the last four. Two of the last four, yeah. Because two years ago, the last year. San Fran game was not. So uh, had right. to be the, the auditor of true information there. I don't know. I 
I don't agree with the premise. The the premise is that Jordan Love has the most pressure of any quarterback in the NFC. Anybody, regardless of skill level. And lower on his list, he put out five. Five was Kyler Murray, four was Dak, three was Daniel Jones, two was Justin Fields. I I don't see how you could argue for anybody except Dak Prescott or Kyler in this situation. Like mm-hmm. those those guys are eight years out of college. Kyler, not as many, but they're they're established in the league. They've gotten paid. And they haven't done anything. Now, Kyler's going to be going to be hurt to start the year, but Dak Prescott in Dallas has been given all the money and he was Romo's successor and the teams are great in the regular season and he's won one playoff game. Like, he has not had a more impressive career than Kirk Cousins. So I don't see how anybody I, can have... Like, I don't see how Love can have more pressure mm-hmm. on a guy where you actually expect him to take the Cowboys somewhere. This is... I, like, if Jordan Love plays poorly, I think he gets another year. It's not as if his entire career rides on how this year goes. But if you look at Kyler and Dak, definitely Daniel Jones, I think you argue that their entire career is is all hinging on how they perform this season. I would agree 100% with Dak. I think Dak Prescott has the most pressure on him. I think that whole organization, the Cowboys, have the most pressure on him. After the failure of them last year in San Fran, after getting the win and advancing – and then going there and laying just a total egg, and Dak looking terrible. Terrible in that game. Outplayed by Brock Purdy. So, I agree with you on Dak. Kyler Murray, to me, never should have got the contract. Is not a good quarterback. He gives you a half a season every year, and then the other half, he just bitches, whines, moans, and complains. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think more pressures are on Arizona to make something around him happen than it is for the quarterback. Because I don't ever think he's going to be that great of a quarterback. I just never did. So I don't I Arizona's picked to be dead last. So I don't think there's any pressure on them at all. I think uh if I'm going to have to say there's more pressure on for all the reasons he talked about with Jordan Love, yeah, but I think there's more pressure on a guy like Kirk Cousins. They went out and got him another weapon. They brought in TJ Hawkinson. They bolstered the offensive line. They're bolstering their defense. And after being the cardiac kids last year and winning all those games in comeback fashions, and then all of the offense that they put up throughout the season, only to watch him again throw it away in the postseason, I think Kirk Cousins has a ton of pressure. So if I'm going to go one and two, Dak is one, Cousins is two. I don't, I don't think Jalen Hurts has much. They do want to get back. Obviously, there's pressure to win your division. Yeah, you can say that. I would probably put Jordan Love, because of all the reasons he stated, maybe at number three. Kyler Murray doesn't even belong on the list because Kyler Murray's trash anyway. So I would say maybe maybe Justin Fields. How about after Daniel that? Jones? Da- Daniel Jones, yeah, only because he's in New York. But Daniel Jones was adequate. Well, he, the- he, play- he had a good season. He, he, he played well. But he was adequate. He wasn't like – it wasn't like they were – Last year, there was more pressure on Saquon Barkley to be healthy and to win games than there was on Daniel Jones to not throw it away. Because if you look at the numbers, they they were a running football team. Daniel Jones was the third down, make the chains move. But this whole thing with Daniel Jones, he's got all this pressure. To me, it would be more Saquon Barkley and the run game and the offensive line. Because that's the way they won games last year. They weren't winning it on the arm of Daniel Jones. He played well enough in that game and maybe set the bar a little higher against Minnesota in Minnesota. But after that, eh, they're a running team. Yes, but here's the thing for me. Where does pressure come from? To me, Expectation. It's, to me, it's money. 
if you talk about quarterbacks, where does pressure come from? It is when they are paid and what the contract says. For instance, Patrick Mahomes has pressure on him because he's incredible and he's Do, great. Okay, but, let me ask you this. Do you think Kyler Murray should have gotten paid? No, I don't. Right. So I don't – I mean, just because some idiot wakes up – like Deshaun Watson, should he have the most pressure because of the amount of money they paid him? Hell no. He shouldn't, but I think he does. No. What he would probably you... does just because of the expectation in Cleveland, but because Jimmy Haslam woke up one day after hitting the five-mass skull bong that we should suddenly look at Kyler Murray as a really viable candidate – or not Kyler Murray, uh, Deshaun Watson – as a viable candidate to be the one of the best quarterbacks in the AFC? Hell no. That's a Bucks owner, Jimmy Haslam. Uh, by the right. Way. Uh, yeah, no, well. but, well, Jones, I, I guess, yes, I, I agree that it isn't just the money. I guess it's the structure of the money because Daniel, like, kind of love, and love plays into this. Love got the one-year extension, which is pretty much picking up the option, but there's uncertainty about the future, which to me leads to pressure. Now, Daniel Jones got paid a good amount of money, but it gave the team a lot of outs if they wanted to go another direction. So it's also mm-hmm. the structure of he needs to play great this season or he will not be the quarterback there in the future. Right. Down to that, as simple as possible. Love, you could maybe argue, would have another year to prove it. I think Fields would. Now, uh, Kyler, below Dak, but still like Dak, Kirk Cousins, those guys, like they're almost at the point where their teams are going to say, okay, we're paying this guy all this money. He's done nothing for us. Let's just turn the page. And that, to me, is pressure. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, went a little long, but that's okay. Great discussion. Good stuff. Uh, you can hit us up and give us a shout if you choose to do so. Again, 877-867-1670. If you're going to get out this weekend, the docks are in and the boats are roaring on uh, the uh, Pewaukee Lake and the Sunset Grill. Check them out on Prospect Avenue. And uh, last night they had Granny Bingo. They've got good food. They had the brewers up on the screens last night. Saw that. So don't forget to check out our friends at Sunset Grill, Pewaukee. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. want to say thanks to Randy, who shot me a really nice email. Uh, him and his uh, son were out uh, visiting UW Lacrosse and said, looked at my son, said, uh, we're going to go. They went to Howie's, and I love the sports bar. And he said, had to stop into Buzzard Billy's. Love the place. Said my son and I had a chance. We didn't go upstairs. They didn't go up to the Starlight Lounge. Had a chance to go into Buzzard Billy's. Sat at the bar. Had a great conversation with both bartenders. The food was spectacular. The beer was cold. What a tremendous place, and I love the outdoor seatings out, uh, seating out front. Uh, it is. It's a great place. They are a uh, tremendous sponsor uh, of the motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, and we can't say thanks enough to our friends at Buzzard Billy's. So good, good stuff, and uh, pr- I love stuff like that. Love to get uh, the emails. Love to get uh, the, you know, whenever I go somewhere. We're going to be out there in a couple of weeks, as a matter of fact. We're going to be out in uh, La Crosse. And I love to get that kind of stuff. So fantastic stuff. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, in the next hour, the uh, the top five for the AFC side of things came out. And we all figure who number one is going to be when it comes to who's got the most pressure on them to be successful this season. But I find the rest of the list a little bit 
interesting, to say the very least. But how much? I'm offended. <laughs> people are offended. Sorry, right. I've been well, saving I, that I, one. I, I'm getting the people that are saying, why would you listen to Dan Orlovsky? Why not? Give me a reason why not. And don't tell me about you know being a player. Tell me about what do you disagree with when it comes to the argument. Because he's very good. There were there was there's been a lot of really good analysts who weren't great players. I'll tell you this: uh, a lot of times the great players don't make great analysts. They just don't. They expect because it, it's very difficult to replicate, duplicate, or impersonate what it is they did. So there's a different level of expectation and a different level of seeing things. But when it comes to you know mediocre players or players that just played the game, but you know. They they just did their job. They didn't you know they weren't overly accoladed. They uh, they are really really good analysts. And Dan Orlovsky's a great analyst. And if you've ever watched his podcast, the stuff that he does uh, in breaking down quarterback play on Mondays, it's fantastic. It really is. So uh, I respect it. I don't necessarily agree with it all the time, but it's a, it's I love things that make me think. That's just it. I love things that make me think, and that stuff makes me think. So I enjoy that. Um, let's real quick go to our buddy Mike in Whitewater. Mike, how you doing, pal? Morning, Billy. Mike, how you doing? What's up? Good. Hey, gonna miss Ben. You got a good one. Too bad you gotta let him go. Yep, I know. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> You're welcome, Ben. Hey, um, I think, uh, Bill, like you said, I think they gotta make the playoffs. I don't think you gotta go lower than that. One of your callers, you know, that he said, well, he goes way back. Well, I go back even further, as you know, and uh, suffered through it. But uh, I think he's got, with what he's got around him and LaFleur, maybe he's going to run his where you ain't third and two or third and one, throwing 40 yards down, never completing it. Um, I think that uh, maybe the offense is going to be better, but I agree with you. you got to get Barry to pull his head out of his rear end and, Last point, Bill. I hope Rodgers gets his ass handed to him in, in <laughs> New York and gets ripped. I just do. I, uh, I am waiting, Mike. Appreciate the phone call. We're here at the top of the hour. I am waiting for, because they start off with a brutal six-game schedule where they could very, very likely end up two and four in their first six games. I am waiting for the, the you know, I don't want to say excuses, but the, uh, not on the same page, earning trust. Uh, why are you throwing deep balls downfield on third and two with guys wide open over the middle? You know, and I'm waiting for all of that. And uh, which is one of the reasons this year, because every year I, uh, for those who don't know, I, I keep a subscription and you may too, because I think it's open to the public. Now there used to be a media site for the NFL and we got the game film. We got the all 22 and then we would get the TV version of every game. And you could just go pick a game and look at a particular place. Which means I can go back and watch the Jets game if I choose to do so. And I, I can't wait for to the, kind of that breakdown to, to watch some of that. To see if it was, say, if it was the offense or if this is the way things are going to be in New York. For them to say, wait a minute. No, nah, baby, nah. And also, for it to be the opposite side of the field... In Green Bay, as we talked about earlier with Jordan Love, and Jordan Love running the offense and seeing how this offense actually runs. If what we saw over the last couple of years is the truest version of Matt LaFleur's offense with a very smart guy at the helm, or 
if it is a different putting you in position to be successful offense that's taking advantage of short yardage situations, keeping the sticks moving, living to fight another day, driving down the field, sustaining, keeping your defense off the field, all of that. I can't wait for that. One hour down, three yet to go. Oh, we're good today. We're riled up today. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.